Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. The Servant of God, the Blessed Matthew Rossi. I remember he once said, the voice of God was as clear as the bells of Rome we listen to every day of our lives. But I never quite understood that one has to be receptive to the voice of God. My brother was, and he had a way of communicating with God. Be gracious, O Lord, to thy people, as thou makest them devoted to thee. In mercy cherish them with thy kind assistance. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. In those days, seven centuries ago, my family, for all practical purposes, dominated Rome. And I, in turn, dominated my brother's palace. At least I thought I did. My brother Matthew was a tall, thin man with an intellectual face. But I rarely gave him credit for intellect and his dry, sometimes cynical sense of humor often disturbed me. Someone has entered the privacy of my study and without knocking at the door, and she now stands behind my chair, frowning at me. I did knock. You did? I did. Oh, in that event, pray stand or sit where I can see you. Matthew, I'm angry. A daily tradition, my dear and quite devoted sister, and please do sit down. I hate having to look up at people. It's about your son. Ah, yes. Poor little Johnny. Now, he has some grievance against you, I believe. Or is it that you have one against him? Oh, so he's complained against me. Uh, Protested. The impudence of that child. He merely appealed to me for justice. Justice. Did your son tell you why I reprimanded him today? Why did you? I was obliged to remind him that he was your son. Oh, he'd forgotten that? Apparently. How dreadful. To the point of his playing with the children of the servants. And even worse. He was consorting with the children of one of the scullery maids. Heaven forbid. 
Well, I'm relieved to see that you're properly shocked. Oh, indeed. Then I did right in reproving him. A scandalous situation, Bianca. What's the world coming to when a little prince of the house of Orsini consorts... Uh, I think that was the word you used. Consorts with the children of a scullery maid. Matthew, you're mocking me. I'm sure no one else at the palace would mock you. But you do. Uh, let me ask you a very simple question. May I? <laughs> you will, anyhow. Am I so wrong in not minding my little son playing with the children of servants? Am I wrong in the sight of God? Matthew, you're just twisting things. You know very well we must consider our social pattern. And forget God's social pattern? I didn't say that. Bianca... I wonder if God is angry because my little boy played with the children of servants. I suppose not. In fact, we can safely assume God is pleased. I suppose so. Which means you criticize what pleases God. I did not say that. Still, it seems you do. Matthew, I am only concerned with your son's position. I doubt very much that God recognizes any difference between my son and the children of my servants. Do you suppose he does? Well, I suppose not. Brava. And would you now have me withdraw my reprimand and tell your son he may play with the servant's children? Unless such a demonstration of well-considered nobility would overwhelm the boy. Well, I doubt your son can be overwhelmed. Well, then, by all means, tell the lad you've changed your position. So, I am to humble myself. Ah, but with dignity, Bianca. Always with dignity. <laughs> came to us in Rome that a very holy man from the mountain village of Assisi was making a pilgrimage to Rome. And having ascertained who he was, I hastened to tell my brother. A friar from Assisi coming here? Who is he? Francis, the one who renounced wealth. And he's coming here to the palace? Oh, no, no, just to Rome. But we must get him to come here, Matthew. But why? We must cultivate him. He's become quite famous. Cultivate a poor friar, socially? Well, he's really of the best blood, Matthew, and he is famous. The church regards him very highly. I think we should... Uh, uh... Cultivate him, yes. Well, I'm glad you agree to one thing I suggest. I was really wondering if the good friar would be very oh, comfortable in all the luxury of this palace. After all, he, well, he did turn his back on all this sort of thing once. Of course he'll be comfortable here. It may astonish you, Bianca, but well, I don't think he'll want to come to the palace. However, I'll ask him if you wish me to. I think you should, Matthew. Let me know when he arrives, then. St. Francis arrived in Rome that same week. And wherever he went, the crowds gathered to hear him preach the word of Christ. The poor offered him hospitality, and he accepted. And it was in a poor man's hut on the outskirts of Rome that my brother found him. I didn't expect to find myself so well received, my Lord Rossi. Where would you be better received than where the apostles walked to their death? You talk like a man who gives a lot of thought to Christ and his apostles. It's a sound policy to consider our Lord while we still live and breathe, no? Well spoken, my son. And now? 
I have come to extend an invitation. To the palace? If you would honor us. To visit you, to spend a few hours, why not? Is that the most we can hope for? I realize you're asking me to be your guest for as long as I remain in Rome. Forgive me, my son. Well, I didn't hold out much hope you'd live at the palace. Well, I do have some old friends to visit here, but I want to spend time among the poor, too. Just the same, I will call on you in a few days, if I may. Your visit will be a blessing. What a nice thing to say to a friar. To a servant of God. That, yes. And besides, all of us at the palace need you. They need our Lord, you mean? All of us. We need guidance. Well, if I can provide any, I will. Expect me in a day or two. He refused. He declined. Declined to be the guest of the palace? Mm, as I fully expected he would. Well. You're disappointed? Bitterly. On the other hand, I doubt if you would have approved of him. Because of his piety? Because of his humility. He's a very humble man. And certainly the most ill-clad. It's difficult to recognize him as a friar. For his attire is a... Well, it's a jumble of discolored rags that would put a beggar to shame. He sounds like a fanatic. Bianca, that's what he is. A fanatic about our Lord. Well, I suppose it's just as well he refused your invitation. But he will call on us. He will? Well... I must say, I'm not looking forward to it. Nor was I. And after a day had passed, I put the friar of Assisi out of my mind. Two days later, as was my daily habit, I crossed the courtyard of the palace, making my way to a section of the house where the beggars from the street were fed. Charity, after all, is one of the burdens of the rich. And on my way to the place where the beggars were... I encountered one of them, a latecomer. Get along with you and, and, and be here earlier next time you want to be fed. I'm surprised the gatekeeper let you in after four o'clock. Forgive me, my lady. Well, get along with you straight through there. God bless you. What, what did you say? God bless you, my lady. Oh. So many long years ago, so many centuries, and still I had met him on that day, he who became a saint. Sometime later that day, I encountered my brother Matthew, who had been visiting relatives. I shall dine late this evening, if that won't upset your plans. Oh, the later the better, Matthew. Have you had a pleasant afternoon? I have endured an afternoon of superficial chatter that went from the latest fashions to falcon hunting. And since I'm interested in neither sport, the afternoon must be called very dull from my point of view. Afternoons are always very dull. <laughs> Look at what I have to contend with. Foul, smelly beggars whom we must feed in order to proclaim our Christian charity. Proclaimed or otherwise, let's consider it a privilege to... Demonstrate this Christian charity, my dear sister. Well, you don't have to mingle with them. You know, Bianca, I think the idea of mingling with these poor souls might refresh my jaded senses. I think I'll visit with them, if you'll kindly excuse me. Matthew! 
Bless you. How ridiculous. Well, at least my position requires me to rub shoulders with this riffraff every afternoon. But you, you, there's no need. The prospect of mingling with the beggars. Oh, I, I, it causes me a sense of warmth. But again, excuse me. By this time, most of the beggars had eaten their full and had drifted back into the streets. One or two still loitered around the big table, and my brother sat down beside the one I had spoken to earlier. My lord, I must thank you for your abundant hospitality to us who are poor and so unfed. I thought I should find you here. I was instructed to come here, my son. The lady was so firm, I dared not disobey. <laughs> My sister, I imagine. I believe so. Forgive me for not being here to receive you. How could you know I would choose this afternoon to come here? Ah, oh, my, but I can't remember when I've eaten so well. The beggars of Rome are fortunate. If they come here, they are my guests. I like my guests to farewell. You're a very bountiful man. Oh, a very rich one. To feed a few hungry mouths causes me no sacrifice. But you do have compassion. For the poor and the needy? If there was no compassion for them, the world would be in a sorry state. The world is in one, nevertheless. I know only about the world of Rome. Your world is a much broader one. A strange one. An alien one. And I've never set eyes on it. A world that's a far cry from Rome, my son. Oh? Asia. Asia, oh, yes. But Asia's a long way off. China possesses a destructive power. The armies of Mongolia are spread halfway across the world. Genghis Khan may be dead, but his followers are not. I fear very much that our Christian world is flanked by the enemies of God. This is not the first time. No. Nor will it be the last. I'm sure of that, my son. Then you have no fears for the church. Well, the church is built on a very solid foundation, wouldn't you say that? I merely wanted you to say it. Huh. But you knew I would. Oh, well, it's not too difficult for a servant of God to appraise another man who is attuned to God. And it's very clear to me that you are. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Renounce the world? Did I say that? Well, you as good as said it. Well, then I misinterpreted my own feelings. Matthew, you I said... I said I want to serve the world. Serve my fellow men, and by doing that, serve God. It's that monk from Assisi. Or perhaps it's a voice within me, within myself. Oh, stop it. Now, if I cannot exchange views with my sister... Matthew, this is all ridiculous. The idea of your giving up everything you have to become a friar. I simply said I was contemplating joining the Franciscans, their third order. Bianca, it's a compulsion, I feel. Can't you understand? No. Is it so difficult? Yes, it is. Huh. Yet to me, it's all as clear as the sound of the bells. This is such foolishness. 
been called worse. It's been called a cause for death. What? The early Christians died for it in this very city. What are you talking about? Love of God and the pure pleasure of hearing his voice within one's own self. And you hear it? Yes, in many, many ways, Bianca. Matthew. Hmm? I've... I've thought the matter over. Good, good. Other men in our family have entered the church. Indeed they have. We've been well represented in the church. I do believe we have been. And I have nothing against such a career for you. A statement which I'm certain you intend to qualify. Well, it, it is just that I'm opposed to your, your becoming a poor friar. Ah, it's concern for the social pattern of the calling. Matthew, please think of your rank. At least aim for something fitting. Enter the church in such a manner that you can aspire to becoming a cardinal or occupying some important job at the Vatican. Bianca. Bianca, you overestimate my limited virtues. And so, in the course of time, my brother, a prince of the House of Orsini, with the help of St. Francis of Assisi, entered the Third Order of the Franciscan Friars. But after a while, I grew accustomed to the situation. In fact, as time went on, it afforded me some consolation, because several more very wealthy gentlemen of Rome followed my brother's example and became friars. A fact that I once mentioned to him when he came to visit his son. In fact, and if I may judge from your satisfaction, it's becoming fashionable to serve God. Well, I didn't think of it quite like that, Matthew. <laughs> I amuse you, I know. But just remember, you've left me responsible for the running of this house. Which has to do with what? The social graces, the bringing up of your son, and the need for an awareness of our position which you have turned your back on. I must say, you've set a fine example for your son. Indeed. I thought I had. Oh. How is the boy? Well? Does he miss me? I'm not quite sure how to answer that. You imply he misses me, but not as much as you think he should, is that it? No, you seem to know. You think he loves me less than before? He loves you more than anything in this world, he says. He said that. Uh, does he feel that I've abandoned him? No. He should, but he doesn't. Then... It bothers me to confess this. But the boy is intrigued by what you've done. Is he now? I suppose that pleases you. Far more than you can realize, Bianca. Far, far more than you can ever realize. Matthew. Yes? You're not thinking of... Of what? Of encouraging the boy to, to, to follow in your footsteps. Does he need encouragement? Did he need any when he thought it natural to play with the children of the servants? Matthew, I forbid it. Forbid? I forbid you to harbor any thought of your son becoming a friar. I, I forbid it, Matthew. Forbid a child to serve God? Forbid a child to follow the teachings of Christ? Forbid him to dedicate his life to the church? On what authority do you forbid all this, Bianca? I am proud of my son. But the kind of pride I feel in him is humble, 
But if somehow I feel it is a sort of communication with God, and if I can serve the church, well, then surely my son could serve it tenfold. At least I'll expose him to the opportunity. Francis of Assisi came back to Rome, and I had no way of preventing my brother from taking his little son to see the holy man. Well, I have done what you asked. I have seen your little boy. I have chatted with him. And now? That he impresses me is one thing. I'm his father. But how did you see him? A good lad. Good? He reflects a good home, good upbringing. He's been taught kindness to others. My son, I'll say more. The boy has a clear mind and a love of God. Yes, I know that. And still I have not said enough? No. What I have to say cannot be said unless you put into words what you're thinking. I want to offer my son to God. You've given this a lot of thought, I'm sure. Over a long period of time. You want him to enter the priesthood. What I want is not important. Yes, I want him to be a priest, but... Well, it goes deeper than that. I think God wants my son to be one. I have a feeling about it. I, I feel it is God's wish. If you hear God's voice... Oh, I do. I've heard it in many ways. And I heard it, too. The moment I saw your son. And I thought, this boy will at some future time be a religious. Not in garb, but in sentiment. He will be a great ruler and a great protector of our order. And after this came to me, I blessed him. And we knelt and prayed together, your little son and I. And I felt I was kneeling beside an angel. Then he surely belongs in the service of God. Surely he does. Matthew, it's outrageous. Haven't you even thought of your name? Who is to carry it on? Do you realize your son will never marry and have children? I have not given it a thought, Bianca, nor will I dwell on it. Neither will you. All the plans I had for him. Think of all the plans God has for him. Why, Matthew, you believe that, don't you? You believe God has spoken to you. And I have heard. He has called and I have answered. Well, what can I say? Bianca, why do you doubt man's capacity to hear God? God created us, and so we are of him. And if he speaks to us, we can hear if we listen. We can hear his voice in a moment of devotion. We hear it most of all when our conscience tells us to do what's right and what is pleasing to God. Perhaps our conscience is the voice of God, within us anyway. All right, Matthew. I have nothing more to say.
I know you're right. I know I've been wrong. So let your son become a priest. My brother, Matthew Rossi, lived long enough to see his son become not only a priest, but cardinal protector of the Franciscan order. My dear brother died in the year 1271. Six years later, his son Johnny ascended the papal throne as Pope Nicholas III, God's representative on earth, as St. Francis of Assisi had all but prophesied. And as my brother must have dreamed, even as he prayed. Be gracious, O Lord, to thy people, and as thou makest them devoted to thee. In mercy cherish them with thy kind assistance. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony's Shrine, Graymoor. Attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need. Please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymoor. Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.